The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NBA Flashback is a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. They call him Vincent. From the Toronto Raptors, Vince Carter. It's over! It's over, ladies and gentlemen! That is a reverse 360 going against the grain. That is unbelievable. Everybody knows, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to win a dunk contest with Vince Carter. In it. I've never seen that before. I'm not sure the guy can't go in through the rim head first. <laughs> Michael, move over. Somebody's coming to get your best dunk ever. Vinsanity was born 22 years ago. On February 12, 2000, Vince Carter changed the course of NBA history with one epic dunk contest. We are honored to have Vince on the show today to talk about how important that night was to him, how it compares to the other great dunk contests, and give us the behind the scenes stories that you haven't heard before. I'm Sarah Kustak, and you're listening to NBA Flashback, the show that takes you back to the greatest moments in NBA history using archival audio from the NBA, as well as new interviews with the players and the coaches who were in the building. In this episode of NBA Flashback, we go back to February 12, 2000, when the Y2K scare ended up being no big deal, but Jennifer Lopez was about to change the world by wearing a certain green Versace dress to the Grammys. Today, we are talking with Air Canada himself, eight-time All-Star Vince Carter, about the night in Oakland when he not only saved the dunk contest, 
But much like J-Lo's Grammy dress, he created something that would set the internet on fire and people would still be talking about to this day. The day before the contest, Vince talked to the media at the hotel. And listen closely, because as we learned during the show, Vince may not have been telling the whole truth to the reporters. I don't have any tricks. I'm just going out there to, to have fun, man. It's just to do the things that I know how to do, man. Uh, there's some things that I, I'm going to probably try that I've never tried before. And if I make it, I make it. If I don't, oh well. You know, that's how I see it. I'm just going to have fun, man. I got in to have fun, not to prove a point. First of all, Vince, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. You got it. You got it. All right. So take us back to the night before the dunk contest, February 11th in your hotel in San Francisco, probably hanging out with your cousin and then teammate Tracy McGrady. What was going through your mind the night before? So what's going through my mind is excitement. And of course, me, well, leading up to the All-Star game, T-Mac and I were invited and he started second guessing the fact that he didn't, uh, about going, not for him being nervous. He's like, I'm playing, I'm dunking for second place. He's like, I'm not going to beat you. I'm, me, I, I, I had dreams of being in the NBA dunk contest and we always talked about it leading up to it that, that, that year. And I'm like, no, we're here. We're not backing out. You're not backing out of this. Like, this is, this is it. So, you know, and so I had a routine of dunks that I wanted to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm going through it. Like, I'm, I'm literally studying like it's my, my midterms of college, for college. Like, literally, like, just, you know, I'll just walk. Because I, I used to, as a young kid, I used to record the dunk contest and go back and play them. So, Depending on if they're on the East and West Coast. I mean, when they're on the West Coast, being a Florida kid, they got they were late. So my mom would let me watch some of it, not all of it. You know, I didn't care about really everything else. Three-point contest and all that stuff, that Saturday, cool. I'm here to see the dunk contest. And I made sure I taped them. And I used to go back and study them and watch them. And I watched them to see, like, what was this guy thinking? And why was he trying to do this? What was he trying to accomplish or show the people watching in this dunk? That's kind of what I looked at, the way I looked at it. So I would always go back and just watch it and watch it tapes and after a while if i pop this tape that vhs tape now it's scrambled just <laughs> from rewinding it and fast forwarding it so 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 much so you know just thinking about all of those times as a kid talking about it reacting to it in school the next day from what we saw from i mean you name it jr Ryder to harold minor i mean so many people and we just talked about it and, and i remember saying one day i'm going to be there i'm going to be there God willing, if I can get into the NBA, I'm going to participate in the dunk contest. Like, it was just like, I want to get in the NBA. I want to play, but I want to be in the dunk contest. Like, at that time, that was end-all, be-all for me. So being getting drafted, it was like, yes, step one is here. Like, and then it was a lockout year, so they said no All-Star games. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I was just kind of waiting, chomping at the bit, waiting for my time and finally get there and – you know, you have to go through all of the other stuff. And I was the leading vote getter that year as well. So it was kind of all of the other things that were going on with that. So it was kind of like the All-Star Game Sunday. I was like, okay, yeah, that's so far away. Who cares? Like Saturday, when can I practice? When can I do this? You know, that, yeah, and yeah, it was, it was tough to sleep that night. The celebrities were out for All-Star Saturday night and Reggie Theus interviewed actor Michael Keaton before the contest started. Are you going to uh, come to the dunk contest? Who's your favorite in the dunk oh, contest? yeah. I'm liking Vince Carter a lot in that one. But uh, I think it's his cousin who plays with him. Isn't he his cousin? Plays with him looks awfully sweet, too. And uh, I think, but I think it's, uh, I think it's Vince. All right, we'll see. Vince Carter. All right, guys. 
You heard it from over here. So with that being said, though, because you brought up a couple things, the dunk contest had kind of lost its luster. The NBA decided not to have it. In I didn't say that. Was... Nope, I didn't say it. You said it. You didn't say it. I said it. <laughs> but they didn't have it. They didn't have it in 98. Mm-hmm. Lockout mm-hmm. in 99. So not only was there some pressure, but you were the overwhelming favorite to go along with it. Did you feel some some nervousness, some just extra anxiety because of that, because of all these factors coming in? I was excited. I, I, it, it, I didn't even realize, because you think I, I came in, and yes, it was no all-star and all that stuff. So it was just a year or so removed from the dunk contest prior to, I think Kobe won. And then it was the gap and then coming back. So I was nervous for being on the stage in the arena where I wanted to be a part of for so many years. That's what I was nervous about. I was overly excited, but I didn't fear the pressure. I just wanted to go out there and show people what I could do. I, I was, I guess, green, so green and just dumb enough where I didn't like, you know, hey, dummy, you're like, you're the favorite and that's all this pressure. I didn't, I didn't think about it like that. TNT had a big crew covering the event. You know, famous dunkers, Marv Albert, Mike Fratello, and Danny Ainge. They were on the play-by-play, also assisted by former dunk contest participant and current judge, Kenny Smith. Welcome back, Oakland, California. Marv Albert, Danny Ainge with the czar. Uh, Mike Fratello, a sensational field coming up in the slam dunk competition. Certainly Vince Carter of the Toronto Raptors is the favorite. You can make a case for all uh, six contestants. Is there pressure on Vince Carter? Everyone seems to be picking him to win the event. Well, first of all, Kenny was a little bit excited. I think he should be back in the competition this year, but uh, he's looking at me over there. He's judging. First of all, Kenny, North Carolina judge, North Carolina dunker. He's got to be the favorite for sure. But I don't think there's any pressure on him, Marv. I mean, this guy can dunk in his sleep. I'm thinking more so like, all right, I can't wait. I want to do all my dunks one time and just be done. Like, I was just so excited about it. So it was just the pressures of, I think I put more pressure on myself not to miss dunks because one thing I couldn't stand was missing dunks. You know, I, I, I worked so hard and I had the ability to dunk for so many years of my life and I couldn't stand missing dunks, whether it was in-game trying to dunk over somebody, around somebody, whatever the case may be. And I still hold on to missing the <laughs> – I still hold on to missing that dunk uh, against Duke off the backboard from Ed Cota. And this is in college, obviously. This is still this is still sitting in your mind. You're still thinking about this. Oh man, <laughs> I just I, I wanted that chance to happen, and I kind of got a, a a a small rendition from J.K. throwing off the backboard versus the Clippers and, and another team, but it wasn't the same. But you know, so when I talk think about dunking and dunks that I've missed, that is by far number one. And I didn't want to miss a dunk. I wanted to go through this and have as flawless of a performance, whether it was it appeased and, and, and everyone enjoyed it or not, at least I could say I did miss a dunk. And, you know, if the, the dunks weren't to the standards of everybody, so what? You know, but I just, that's why I took my time. And I mean, I approached every dunk. Did you plan, did you plan your dunks? I did have a, I had a routine um, that I want. So, okay, let's just talk about how my day went Saturday. So Saturday <laughs> happens and, <laughs> and I tell you, I don't know how I want it, but, at the same time, when you're on that stage and you're in the moment, you have to live in the moment. Uh, Saturday happens and we're going through all of this stuff because you still go through your meetings for Sunday, you know, because they, you know, you still have the shooting rounds and all that stuff for Saturday, but they're giving you all your instructions on Saturday. Well, Thursday and then Saturday we met with the team, blah, blah, blah. So we get down, getting ready. I take my nap. I approach this like it's a, a regular game. <laughs> I, I, really, I was serious about this. I approach it. 
took my nap, woke up. Now I'm going down to find the driver to take us over to Oakland because we stayed in San Francisco and we had to go over to Oakland. So T-Mac, there's four of us total, T-Mac, two of my friends, and looking for the car. So we're getting down there. We're supposed to meet a particular time. The car is nowhere to be found. We've gone down every row asking people. They're like, yeah, no, I'm here waiting for I'm waiting for a waiting for Nobody said they were waiting for us. So we talked our way into finally getting this one of these guys to take us over. I was like, we just need you to drop, drop us off. Like, I, I don't know how. No one was going to take well, they, the they collection were, of you guys? You know, they were waiting for their particular athlete already. I don't know where the heck my guy was or our guy was because we were, we were going over together. Nobody, uh, no, no idea. This is why you're one of the kindest individuals, Vince. Anyone else with a strong arm? I, I mean, we, we, were, we were stressing. So mind you, so it's me sitting in the middle. My guy here is probably 270, 280. My guy here is probably 270, 280. And then T-Mac, who's about 6'8", 6'9", sitting in the front. Squished in the car, going over there. We finally, <laughs> through the, all the all-star traffic, as you know, all-star can be brutal, finally get over to Oakland, and we get to the arena. When we got into the arena, now T-Mac's like, cause no, nope, nope, I don't want to do it. Like, we're arguing, arguing about this the entire ride. It's no sense. Like it's meant. Like we we can't find our car. We're gonna we're late. So we missed our practice time. <laughs> so when, once we got to the to the arena, the practice gym uh, at Oracle, we were supposed to go in. That's we had our practice time. So while the three point contest is going on and all the other activity, that's when you had your practice time to fine tune the dunks that you wanted to do. Well, when we got there, by the time we would have gotten into the gym to start practicing, our time would have been up. Now it's time to get dressed to go get ready for the dunk contest. So basically, we missed it. We didn't get not a chance to practice. So now T-Mac's like, yeah, nothing. So T-Mac's like, no, nope, we're done. I'm not doing this. I'm backing out. It's too late. Like, it's too late because you can't do it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm now I'm stressed. That's when the stress really took over and, and, and kind of just anxiety because it's like, I didn't get to practice. Yes, in retrospect, I was prepared. It was, I, I knew what I wanted to do. It's just live in the moment. But I like to be prepared <laughs> at the same time. And I didn't get to go through the routine that I felt that I needed to go through to, to be successful in this dunk contest. Fine. Going through a watching three-point contest, I couldn't tell you who was shooting, who was in it. I don't know, because I'm still worried about I missed practice. <laughs> a look at the field in the NBA.com slam dunk competition. Larry Hughes of the Philadelphia 76ers. Tracy McGrady from the Toronto Raptors. Steve Francis, a rookie for the Houston Rockets. Vince Carter of the Toronto Raptors. Gary Stockhouse of the Detroit Pistons. And Ricky Davis of the Charlotte Hornets, who has replaced the Antoine Davison of the Golden State Warriors. Now as we go out, we're doing the layup line. So now in the layup line, getting warmed up for the actual dunk contest had to be my practice time. But we couldn't actually go out there and do crazy dunks and grab and render. That's kind of what was the rule there. So I'm just kind of jumping through, <laughs> jumping through the motions of things that I wanted to do and, you know, just filling it out, filling it out. And then I, I just had a moment where I just stopped and looked at the, in the crowd like prior to that. And I said to myself, you know what? This is not going to work. Meaning the routine that I was set to do or the dunks that I want to do is not good enough. It's not going to win. To be fair, it was a pretty intimidating panel of judges to impress. And a look at the distinguished panel of judges. We have some Hall of Famers amongst the five. With Barry, George Iceman Gervin, Cynthia Cooper, the Houston Comets, Isaiah Thomas, and our own Kenny Smith. 
Hey, I'm ready over there, guys. I'm ready. I'm excited about this. They brought the dunk contest back. I was tired of every the three-point shoot, shooting contest is nice. Two ball is nice, but the dunk is where it's at, baby. Have we ever heard of a judge leaving it in the warm-ups? <laughs> you know, I tell you, I tell you what, though, right here, you can see the electricity. What Kenny's talking about. The players are all lined up in their suits all around the thing. Everybody's coming down to the floor. This field is one of the best fields there's ever been. Back since Dominic and Michael Jordan were in it. Who do you guys like? Well. I personally think that the closest one to Dominique out here without question is Vince Carter because of the excitement that he generates. His first name is Vince. My dad's name is Vince. I'm going with Vince Carter. Good. Well, I know earlier I was predicting other guys, but after talking with him, I think the biggest show-off out there is Steve Francis and Ricky Davis. It's close between those two. Tracy McGrady's another guy with big hands, long arms. Uh, I'm going with Tracy McGrady. I don't know. I, I just, and who knows, but I'm like, it's not going to win. It's not good enough. I could feel it because the buzz in the in the air. I tell you, Sarah, I was on ten thousand. I was like, from being a kid to this moment, not even done like wearing a uniform anymore. Like I knew who I was representing. I was representing Toronto. It, it was bigger than that. Like I am here after all of these years of taping dunk contests, going through shaking David Stern's hand with the trophy. How like how I would smile, how I react, all of these things like. Right at that moment, I looked around, I was like, it's not good enough. But I didn't know, like, I didn't have a backup plan. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, but th <laughs> that's not good enough. Whatever it is, it's not good enough. So now, dunk contest starts, and I'm sitting there like, oh, my gosh. What, what, what are we going to do? <laughs> so I'm trying to just think of things, and when it was my turn, it's like I'm watching, I see guys dunking, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What am I going to do, though? Sweaty palms, all these things. When we get back... The dunk contest starts, and Vince, he is still trying to figure out what he is going to do. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so first, Larry Hughes misses his first attempt. And the second man up was, okay. was your cousin. That's right. Yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. T-Mac, he had a really, really nice reverse mm-hmm. off the bat. That's right. And then Steve Francis had a big score mm-hmm. on his first attempt. Um, I remember saying, oh, this young, this dude not playing. I, I remember that. And T-Mac, T-Mac, for all the, the crap that T-Mac put me through, and, and I say that me because I was getting him to stay in the contest, <laughs> he goes out there, who didn't want to do this, by the way, pulled that out, the first dump. Like, just the, I'm like, oh, my God. Here's a guy who doesn't want to be here, and he does that. Anyway, go ahead. T-Mac told Cheryl Miller he was saving his creativity. Tracy, straight nines. Now, you said that, you know, that was all right. That was just a warm-up. That's all. I just wanted to make sure it went in. You know, I got two more dunks left for the first round, so I had to be, you know, creative on the first one, but make sure it went in. That was the most important thing. So you weren't going deep into your back? Nah, I'm going to try to save it for the last last two dunks that I have, so I'm going to be real creative on that, so y'all just stay tuned. Keep the uh, pressure on your cousin. Oh, no doubt. He's going to have it. <laughs> so what's going through? You get up, you walk out. You got no plan. You're getting set for your first dunk. What's going through your head? I get up and I walk out there and he gives in the ball and it felt like the ball was slippery. I mean, it felt like it was straight out of the box. Steve Francis agreed. Oh, obviously, you're not really happy with that. You thought you could have caught it a little further from the basket. I could have did. I could have caught it, you know, but the ball kind of slipped on my hand. But, you know, I got uh, hopefully I'll make it to the next round and, you know, advance. It's like, you know, when you get that first ball, it's like I already have sweaty palms, which is not good <laughs> for a dunk contest. The ball seems like it's too hard, too much bounce, too slippery. I, I just all bad. So I'm, I'm trying to walk it off and figure out what the heck I'm going to do. So Wait, I'm going to cut you off quick. Did you see any, when you're still talking about looking around, feel it, was there any celebrities in the crowd? Was there anyone that you you spotted out that you thought, man, I can't believe they're in the building and going to watch me. I can't believe. Were you even in the moment to be able to, to realize that? I remember seeing some, but I couldn't tell you who. You know, it's just kind of like, how you doing? I'm locked in. More so, I remember that group of guys to the left of the rim, KG, White Chocolate, Jerome Williams, uh, Antoine Jameson, my teammate, Jay Kidd, James Posey. And then Weber um, was there, Shaq was there. Weber, Shaq was on the other side with the big old camera. Like, I, I remember seeing that group of guys down there. And then there was the, 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 the contestants either sitting on the bench or Katino Mobley, and those guys were sitting on the ground. 
on the other, the other side of half court. I remember that. All right. So you got a slippery ball. You got sweaty palms. And, and I'm walking off like, what the heck? So I said to myself, I'm going to do the reverse 360 windmill. I'm going to try that. That's what I'm going to go to. Now, I picked that, but I didn't feel confident about it because I remember in San Antonio, T-Mac and I, we were playing in San Antonio. We had a practice day. We are in their, uh, their practice facility. I think it's probably their old practice facility now because it was a long time ago. We were in there practicing, and I was doing that first dunk and could barely make it or getting hung. As I was, I, was, I was turning around, trying to find the rim and windmill, boom, either hit the front of the rim or hitting the, the, the top of the rim and just sort or barely making it. And I scratched that immediately. I was like, nope, we're not using that. And there was a couple of other dunks that I could, you know, that I was doing that I, that I chose that now probably wouldn't have won for sure. But I chose to do that dunk anyway. But I was so amped and so hyped, I felt like I could jump over the goal. Like I was just, I'm here, I'm powered up, I'm healthy, no injuries. Well, I did have an injury. That played a lot into what I wanted to do as well, as far as can't do so much with my left hand because it was stitched up. Like that was just the dumbest thing ever that I, how I did it. But I'm sure you know that. You want to take us back? So in the weight room, <laughs> lifting weights, and I remember doing curls. I'll never forget doing the curls I'm on a bench. Not putting that. It was a, a curl bar. It wasn't the the actual dumbbell. So I have the curl bar, and I'm going to put it down. For some dumb, stupid, odd reason, I put when I'm putting the weights down, fingers out. My right hand is outside of the bench, so it's plenty room. So just drop your hand. My left hand, on the other hand, is not. So when I drop the weight, all the pressure of the weight from the bar lands on my, 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 I think it's my ring finger or my middle finger. It's been so long. If you're a little squeamish, you might want to fast forward 30 seconds. Well, my, but on the ends of my finger, the pressure explo- it explodes and splits my hand and the fatty part is hanging out of my finger. This is a week or two. Yes, this is a week or two before the dunk contest. So they take me from practice in my uniform in Toronto in February, like I have like nothing. They immediately take me over there and, I, and, and they, they got to cut that, the, the fatty part that's hanging out of, and stitch me up, wrap me up, and then I go. So now I have no feeling in, in the finger. So if I touch, like I remember the worst thing, you know, you're talking, so you had to take the elevator up to our practice facility in, in, the, arena, in the arena. And if you're talking to somebody, I go to push with my left hand, not thinking, and it would kill me because I have no you're, you take it for granted. Like the fatty part, you push, you feel nothing. Well, I didn't, I didn't have any of that. And it would oh, kill me. It was my middle finger because I could feel it still. And I remember now. <laughs> and so that, now we go, so I'm wrapping it up. And so that played a part early, you know, just making sure I had the right tape that wasn't slippery if I'm trying to grip the ball and all that stuff. So now I do the dunk and, and as I, I just remember taking the one dribble, a big exhale two dribbles and just took off. And once I got up in the air, you know, so you're doing, I'm doing the reverse 360 and I can see the rim and I'm going and I can feel myself, you know, you can, t- you can feel, I know this sounds, it sounds weird. So bear with me. And you said, you probably know this as a dunker, you go up, you can feel yourself, whether you're going to jump super high or high enough or not high enough. As I jumped in the air, I was like, okay, this feels good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I got around, you know, the most important thing, and I remembered, and I feel like I'm thinking about this, like, as I'm dribbling to the goal in, in, in the air, I swear, it feels like I had that much time. But I remember, like I said in the beginning, I wasn't getting around fast enough to find the rim, and I was short, hanging myself every time. 
So I just made sure I just exploded as high as I could and just made sure I whipped my head around fast enough. But when I remember whipping my head around fast enough and saw the rim, I was like, oh, there's the rim right there. It was like, oh, there you are. And the rest was, I mean, it was just textbook from there. It felt like it was just an easy dump. And here is Vince Carter with his first stop. Going against the grain. That is unbelievable. This building just exploded. <laughs> I'm expecting Kenny to say he double dribbled by that one. <laughs> hey, my goodness, you know what I'm saying? Let's just sign the check over. Let's go home, call it a night. Let's see who's going for second place. And I remember when I dumped it, it felt so good and I was so amped. Dunking the ball, hitting the ground, and just the excitement jumping up again. I probably could have windmilled the ball again from just hyped off my second jump. So if you look at the windmill, dunk it, hit the ground, and I turn around, and, like, the rim's right there again. It was just, like, it was an unbelievable feeling because at that moment, I said, they're in trouble because I'm making dunks that I didn't feel good about, and I'm making this up on the fly. Vince, I'm telling you, a lot of people thinking that might have been the best dunk ever. How'd you feel about it? I feel good. Um, I've done it about tw- uh, two or three times in my life <laughs> before that, so I didn't practice. I just, I just, that was a winger. Yeah, it felt good. Vince, can get any better than that? I don't know. Uh, the, the tough judges. Uh, like I, I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve. So what did the? I mean, everyone, everyone went nuts. What did that? Yeah. Feel? I mean, everyone went nuts. I, I was so amped up, excited. Like I heard it, but I didn't hear it. Like I was just in the moment. And I was just in, like, you know, they say your bubble. And, you know, when we say our bubble, we make the bubble rather wide so you have some space. No, my bubble was, like, <laughs> literally outlining my body. And I was in the moment. And, and it was like, okay, I got that one out of the way. Let's go. <laughs> but So I took that time between that dunk, but from the time I sat down to my next dunk, trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do next. <laughs> but I, I want to talk to you about going against the grain, like the okay. opposite way. Because no one had really seen what made you one come up with that. I felt like that had become a signature for you. Mm-hmm. How much more challenging that's true. do you think that that is? I mean, that's something that people that's something that, we, that when you see that, you think of you and you think of the stamp you put on that. So for so long, you see people doing, you know, and, and it's always a fight about going the, with the grain. Is that really a 360? And it was all like, is that really a 360 or is it 180? And it was just going against the grain. Like, and, and I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to go back and tell you what has happened to me now since then with that dunk. So going the normal way, I guess people call it, it was like, okay, everybody's doing it. Let's just change it up. Let's see if I can go the other way. So for a long time, I just couldn't just get it right. I, couldn't, I just couldn't get the proper elevation. So once I started understanding it and getting it and going against the grain and doing it so much, I couldn't go the regular way anymore. No way. So I, it's, so what I couldn't do initially against the grain, I now can't do with the grain. Like now, if I... You're saying not with ease or like really you wouldn't, like you would never even do it in a game? No. If I'm in, um, if I'm in a g- game in a fast break, I'm, if you say do your stop textbook 360 dunk, that's what against the grain is what that is. Going the opposite way. 
No way. And like everybody, I, if, if I tried to go the other way, I either, I, I would miss point blank. Cause I had done it so much to, I'd retrain my mind on how, how that works and how the optics work. And, and I just, now, if you ask me to do it with the grain 360 or the regular way or whatever you choose to call it, I was like, nah, I can't do it. Like even so people, I can tell my story, my secret now, but people used to be impressed with me at an older age doing the 360. But that was comfortable. That was my comfort zone. Like if, if I tried to do it, you say, if somebody says do it 360 now, you're thinking with the grain. That right. doesn't, with the grain to me is the opposite way. And that's easier for me than the other way. Like it was a struggle. Like I'd li really look my age. When we keep watching you, your last few years of playing, I mean, that it was the insane part of the yeah. things that you and, were doing. In the doing. layup line, I would do the dunk and I would always yeah. go against the grain because that was routine for me as opposed to the other way. Coming up. Now, when I told you that we missed our practice time, we also missed the instruction of that you had to use a teammate for one dunk. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DK Hoops for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
let's get uh, to your cousin because mm-hmm. you talked about the ride there. You talked about everything, the experience. Uh, for for T Max second dunk, you threw him the pass. He got a forty nine for a two handed windmill. Mm-hmm. As Vince Carter will work with Tracy McGrady. And I asked Vince, I said, what happens if Tracy throws you a bad pass and what's going to happen? He said, you know what, Kenny? The best passes are bad passes on alley oops. Uh, <laughs> and here's McGrady. Once again, able to windmill at home. Tracy McGrady with a couple of impressive dunks. What was it like having this experience with him and going through it with him? It was a great experience. It was, it was, uh, it was the highs and lows of you know, the, the highs and lows of going through the a dunk contest and giving people the behind the scenes now of what we were going through. Now, when I told you that we missed our practice time, we also missed the instruction of that you had to use a teammate for one dunk. The rules. In the first round, each player performs three dunks. One must be with a teammate. That is a, a new twist to the competition. Of the we did not know that. We didn't know. We didn't practice it. So this was not planned. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> he told me, hey, drop out here and I'm going to do this, whatever. And that's how we did it. So we didn't get to practice. Like, we didn't get to practice. Like, like what are we going to do? Wow. Like, like I, knew, I knew Grant Hill was there with um, Stack. He had his teammate and, and whatnot. And Mobley was there with um, France, the Houston crew. So, but we didn't have, I didn't have anybody. Got to use him. And he told me, he's like, they bounce the ball about this height and I'm going to, to him i was like okay and so now now that's when i was nervous that's when i was nervous because it's not about me it's about him and not messing up his dunk because you're trusting he's trusting in me to make the perfect pass for him to do what he needs to do so that's when i was more nervous than any of this is that that moment bouncing the ball it's like don't get nervous and bounce the ball too low or don't get overly excited, bounce it too high. You look crazy, and they counted the attempt, and he missed it, and now it all comes back on me. Uh, you, you helped Being that out. I'm in the contest. You know what I'm saying? Being that I'm in the contest, you know, it's easy for people to say, oh, no, he tried to sabotage T-Mac so he can win. You know, I, and I wanted, you know, I wanted to see him. I wanted us to battle, you know, because that's what we, we were doing every day, whether it was playing one-on-one, whether it was video games, whether it was dunking. That's what we did. So now we get to take it representing Toronto, take it to the big stage dunking, which we could both do. That's all I cared about. He didn't see it that way. <laughs> he was like, yeah, we can battle, but I know how this is going to end. <laughs> all right. Uh, your second dunk it was similar to your first, uh, but you were coming from under the rim. Mm-hmm. What made that one special? So I wanted to show different things on, on different dunks. So I wanted to, to, to show for that dunk. Well, obviously, the, the, three, the reverse 360, I wanted to show being able to go against the grain with height, with flair and difficulty. With this dunk, I want to kind of give, I want to show my ability to show my hang time while still doing the windmill off of one step. All right, and here is the second dunk of the night for Vince Carter. And Vince adding to the repertoire. Let's see what the judges have in store. Well, we've just seen a new out-of-bounds play for the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> you know what's so impressive is you see Kevin Garnett, Jason Kidd, Daryl Armstrong, all these guys that can really run and jump. They're in awe of what they're seeing. So if I could explain that, if I was able to, and it bothered me, Kenny Smith, 
Good old Kenny. He but, gave you a nine. Yeah. Is you still salty about that? Yeah, he's like, well, you should have done that dunk first. Vince Carter finishes with a 49, and the reason is Kenny Smith, <laughs> the only judge not to award a 10. What's he's going looking on at me because I told you, he set the precedent with the first one. That was, would have been a 10 any other time. Guys, because, see, as a dunker, yeah, I am still salty because, you know, he's my Carolina guy, and <laughs> God darn it, Steve, uh, Kenny Smith. But... So my first dunk, I wanted to set the tone on how this is going tonight. I just this is this is what we're doing tonight, guys. This is what we're doing. I, I came here to to win, <laughs> not to participate, not to enjoy the festivities. Came here to win. So that's why I chose the reverse 360 first, and that was the first thing that came to my mind too, <laughs> honestly. Um, and then from there, I just wanted to show different things. Now, if I set the tone, kind of like what Michael Jordan would do or one of the things we used to hear at Carolina's when uh, opponents that's not in the ACC walk into the Dean Dome you see all that history and the Carolina blue the fear factor of that alone we we were already up 10 and that's kind of how my approach was for for this dunk contest I'm I'm setting the tone yeah you hear people talk about him making me the favorite cool but now you get to see it and you got now you know oh no he's serious about this this is not a game people this is not a game so the second dunk, I wanted to show that I could take one step from behind the basket, elevate with distance, going away from the goal while doing a windmill going back in front of the rim. And see, and if we, if we had the option to explain what we were going to do prior to it, it would give more validity to the dunk. Because now I'm telling you, like, you, you're looking at it like this, thinking about it, like, wait, what? One step windmill going away from the goal but finishing in front of the goal looking at it you know and then you see it so that's the unfortunate side to that dunk and kenny smith felt like it wasn't as good as the first one yeah but it's giving you a different look it's similar to yes but it's a different look because the first dunk i had the 360 but i had momentum momentum now i'm showing you that i'm doing something like that with no momentum i'm doing up one step a one dribble one step go you know so so that was a little frustrating, but I still stayed in the moment because he wasn't going to blow my high. Like I was, <laughs> I was up there. So it was going to take a lot to bring me down. <laughs> Remember when Vince spotted Kevin Garnett on the sidelines? Here's Reggie Theus talking with KG and C. Webb. All right, guys, I'm over here. You know, these guys over here are filming themselves. They got a show going on. Have you ever seen the dunk like Vince Carter put on the first one? I, I must, I must admit, man, I, I ain't never seen nothing like that. C. Webb, my my, my counterpart. I, you ever seen anything like that, man? I've never seen anything like that. He did the 360 windmill. That was like I was Dominique almost a four, and Jordan combined. Almost. It was almost a 460. Yeah. What about Steve Francis? 37 Francis was nice too. Astronaut tonight, man. Vince just had so much to say about his dunks that we're going to have to split the show up into two parts. We'll wrap it up with part two next week, where Vince will take us through his final three dunks of the contest, tell us about his favorite moment of the night, and talk about how he compares to the other great dunkers in history. See you next week for the rest of our amazing conversation with Vince Carter. NBA Flashback is a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 